in today's show. We're recapping all of the news from Tuesday. Injuries, trades, performances on the court. Michael Bolton, what do you reckon? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We're free and we're available on all platforms. Earlier today, there's already been a big show on the whole Indiana, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento trades. There's been a podcast on Bradley Beal's injury. So if you want to hear more on those, go ahead and have a look at those shows. But there'll be a little bit more context provided in today's show. So let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So as I said, trades, they're all official, the trades. So we can expect these players to play pretty soon. For most of them, it'll be next game. Cody Zeller has been waived in the process of Portland getting enough roster spots to um, execute these deals. If you aren't aware of the deals, basically the guys you need to be aware of that CJ McCollum has gone to New Orleans along with Larry Nance in exchange for Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Thomas Sadoransky, Didi Luzada, and DeMontis Sabonis has headed from Indiana along with Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday to Sacramento in exchange for Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. That's, that's, that's the gist of what has gone down. Again, we're going to get more of an idea of things, how they shake out over the next couple of days as more trades happen, but that's what's happened so far. Relatedly, maybe relatedly, maybe not relatedly, probably relatedly, Rashawn Holmes was a late scratch today for personal reasons. I hope that Rashawn Holmes and his family are fine, that his mental health is okay, his physical health is okay, and his family is all okay. But it is very, very shifty timing for a shitful organization like the Sacramento Kings, who have been um, holding out De'Aaron Fox with a sore ankle, who miraculously, unbelievably, as soon as Tyrese Halliburton was traded, Fox's ankle is good to go. And wouldn't you know it, after missing two and a half weeks with an ankle injury, nah, there's no minutes restriction. What are you talking about? Injury? You guys, what injury? What are you talking about? Injury? Nah, he's fine. He's, he's just ready to go. He's ready to play. He's, nah, he's all right. Those two and a half weeks that he missed, that, that didn't even happen. What are you talking about? Now, nah, there's absolutely nothing wrong here. So when I when I say I don't believe anything a, a shitty organization says, I don't believe him. Personal reasons for Rashawn Holmes, he's either A, pissed that they brought in Demontis Sabonis, or B, he's being traded. Could be either of those ones. Um, also, another thing that you'll see this bandied about by Kings fans all over the place the lead, and this is something what you, then you've been watching the NBA and covering it like I have, you tend to read into these things. But when you see at the very top of a press release from the Sacramento Kings, the statement, the Kings have acquired a two-time All-Star for the first time in franchise history. And then every comment that's coming out, oh, it's great to get a two-time All-Star. It's so good to get a two-time All-Star. That is Vivek. That is Vivek dipping his 
ridiculously meddling hands into things. So we can say, oh, we got an all-star, guys. Look how good we are. We got an all-star. We're the only King's ownership that's ever traded for an all-star. We must be doing something right. And then the fans will go, hey, guys, we've got a 25-year-old two-time all-star. What a great deal for us. It's bullshit. It is gaslighting bullshit. Yes, Devonta Sabonis is a two-time All-Star. That means nothing in the scope of this stuff. And it's also why I get worked up about um, poor voting procedures through All-Stars because this stuff happens. I'm not saying Sabonis didn't deserve to be an All-Star. He was very borderline. But it gets talked about in legacies and in gaslighting fans into believing that, no, we're not the most inept organization in professional sports that we traded for this guy. And they use that as justification. It's actually, sorry, kids, I'm fired up. It's actually fucking ridiculous. I reckon I'm going to fire up later on the show as well. Um, that's annoying. Anyway, I don't know what's going on with Holmes. Hold him to the deadline. I reckon there's a trade coming. We've got an update on Brook Lopez and he's back. Mike Budenholz says, oh, we hope we get him back for some games in the regular season. There you go. So I don't think it's going to have any impact in fantasy. We've got a Kendrick Nunn update. Not that he's having any impact in fantasy at all. Oh, maybe he's back in March. All right, cool. So at least another month for a bone bruise in his knee. We've got a Gordon Hayward update. Oh, he's out indefinitely with a sprained ankle. No time frame on it. That's at least a month to me. Might, literally, it might be the end of the season. It looked bad. Um, the reporting around it is not great. I would, I would suggest four weeks here, a minimum for Haywood, and then we'll see where it goes. If you need to drop, if you're in the fight for a fantasy playoff spot, see you later. Bradley Beal, we talked about earlier. He's out for the season with that wrist injury. Really convenient that the news of his surgery comes immediately after Sabonis was traded, a player they're allegedly trying to acquire to play with Beal. Rudy Gobert looks like he'll be back before the All-Star break. All right, that's good news. And then there's some rumors, talks going around that maybe New York is going to be reversing their vaccine mandate and that Kyrie Irving is now going to be able to play in home games. I don't think that's actually confirmed. I think that's a statewide thing, but it is not at this point applicable to New York City. And I don't even think that this is just a rumor. So I would not be, someone mentioned this in the live show earlier today. Hey, should we go and trade for Kyrie now? Now that this is going to happen, he's going to play in home games? I would not. I would not be risking trading for Kyrie on the basis of something that we don't know that's happening that might not happen. And, and we've heard the New York mayor say plenty of times, we're not changing this rule. So we'll see. I, I don't, maybe, maybe that'll happen. Maybe those um, things will uh, occur and that mandate will be removed and Kyrie will be able to play but I don't think so. Also, speaking of vaccine mandates, Justin Holiday, unvaccinated. There is no vaccine mandate in Sacramento, even though there is in other cities in California. There is not in Sacramento. So he will be able to play in those home games. And that was a lot of talking. So I'm going to talk some more and tell you about Price Picks because Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You're going to love it. Absolutely love it. What you do, you pick two to five players in a lineup. You just choose an over-under on a daily projection, whether that's a points projection, a threes, an assists, a steals, a boards, whatever. Mash them together, and you get up to 10 times your entry fee back. It doesn't just have to be basketball as well. You can do other sports. Mix them in together. NHL, college basketball, the Super Bowl. Chuck them all into one entry. It is as easy as you like. And for a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. Bad luck if you had Jay Crowder in there today. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA. 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. The NBA trade deadline, mate. We're almost there. And there's a live show. Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Thursday, February the 10th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Hosted by myself, by Kim Becker, and by Johnny Corrales. We're going to cover all of the trades as they go down. So check it out. 
hear me waffle bullshit with a couple others on that show, on the Locked On NBA show. Go over to their channel and hit that notification bell right now. Let's have a look at the most added players over the last 24 hours. Some of it's relevant, some of it's not. Again, it just shows a lot of people are streaming and they, they shouldn't be. Mo Harkless up 21%. I don't know about that. Um, Malik Beasley up 20 Again, I don't see the point of streaming in for a 10-game day when I don't think the long-term value is there. Cam Thomas up 14 I mean, sure, but also not sure. Absolutely not worth it. John Kaminga up 14 I guess you're streaming him for tomorrow, but the stream of a Kaminga is not worth wasting a roster move. Not worth it. Jackson Hayes up 12 That one is. Reggie Bullock up 11 That one probably is as well. Dwight Powell up nine. Not worth it. Jaden McDaniels up nine. Not worth it. Anyeka Okongwu up eight. I like Okongwu. I don't think it's worth it for 12-team leagues. Kristawate up eight. That one probably is. Top drops over the last 24 hours. The Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, down 22%. Yeah, I don't see how he's having a significant long-term 12 or 14-team league impact. Brad Beal down 21. Yeah, see you later, Billy. Season's over. Bye-bye. Amir Coffey down eight. Bye. Nick Claxton down eight. Out of here. Gary Harris down eight. Well, things might change given the Jalen Suggs injury in Orlando, which we'll touch on later, but I don't think he's a must-roster guy, so that's fine. PJ Tucker down eight. Yes, Eric Gordon down seven. Yes, Grayson Allen down seven. Yes, Kobe White down six. White would be an excellent streamer for tomorrow, but we aren't streaming. Maxi Kleber down five. No problem. These guys can all be dropped to try and add someone who benefits long-term rather than chasing one day's worth of production. That is your mindset for the next, was it 36 hours? A little bit more, 40 hours, until the NBA trade deadline. Let's go to the first game. The Suns. And the Philadelphia 76 is a really good game. The Suns get the win, 114-109. In the end, um, Devin Booker was great again. 35 points, 47 fantasy points, three threes, three assists and a steal. Huge volume, great from the line. Bridges also. Big minutes, 41 of them, 23-4. and four, And Chris Paul had 16-4-12 and 12 and 42 minutes on the second half of a back-to-back. You hope there's no lingering impact there, but big numbers from there, guys. Jay Crowder, one of the weirdest lines you'll ever see. Zero points. Missed all six of his shots, but had 14 rebounds. Four assists, two steals, and a block. It's just a wild line. 32 fantasy points. He is a great streamer for 12 team leagues. We're not streaming this week. I'm going to keep saying it. We're not streaming. But he is a good streamer. DeAndre Ayton's... I don't know what this is. Like, bullshit continues. 10 and 6 in 30 minutes. A steal and a block. Oh, that's fine. It's not good. It's fine. Bit of a buy low maybe for Aiton, although he just underwhelms so much. And speaking of underwhelming, I am sorry, Cameron Johnson, but... Get that garbage out of here! I'll welcome you back when Jay Crowder gets hurt, but you played 20 minutes, had 7 points and shot 13%. It's just not good enough. It's just not worth holding on to if you're going to play under 28 minutes a night. And the trend is telling me that you're not going to play those minutes. So I'll see you later. Good double-double from McGee. 15 and 12 with two blocks. He's, a, a, like Jay Crowder, an interesting stream on days like this. Um, all right. Let's go to... Where are we? The Sixers. Yeah, Embiid. 34 and 12. Good stuff. Three steals. He's a monster. 60 fantasy points. We love it. Really good stuff. Toby Harris, the thick hogsman. He's playing at a really high level at the moment. Um... I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 30 and 7 with two threes. He shot 72%. He's veering very, very heavily into sell high. Top 20 over the last two weeks. The big avocado, Andre Drummond. Five assists, three steals, and seven rebounds. Some good numbers there. Again, I don't think he's a must-roster player. While the painter, Matisse Thibault, what did he do? Two threes is good. One steal is good. Two blocks is good. He took two shots. 
He played 35 minutes. I do not think that he is must roster, but for some people, he will be. And that just depends on how your roster looks and what he provides. Not a great night from Maxi, 14 in 34 minutes on 31%, but we know he's better than that. Well, Seth Curry, man, the struggles are actually real at the moment. He's banged up. He wasn't apparently going to play the second half, and he fought his way into those minutes. Probably shouldn't have. Three points on 11%, two assists. Numbers are way down from Seth. It's a really big buy low, but also a lot of what he was doing to begin the season was highly unsustainable. So just remember that. Let's talk about the next game. A gigantic ass kicking. Um, kids, cover him again. I think Brooklyn's fucked. Yeah, I think they're fucked. 126-91, the Celtics stomped them. Like, absolutely stomped them. Now, of course, it hurts that Durant is out, and he'll be back in a few weeks, and that Irving decides not to play in home games, and that Harden's hardening. I don't know what's going on with him. With his sore hamstring and wanting to get traded or not wanting to get traded, and total ambiguity into what the hell's going on with him. But without them, they're rooted. Simple as that. For the Celtics, there's some good games here. Like... 22-7-9 for Jalen Brown. Nine assists from Jalen Brown. JB, you've done it again. He shot 75%. The Rock DJ had 12-11 and 11 with three blocks. Marcus Smart, 22 points with six threes. And a steal and a block. Al Horford played 22 but had 9-5-7, one steal and two blocks. His production's gone up recently. Still not top 150 over the last two weeks. But he's playing at a better level. Um, Dennis Schroeder still only 19 minutes. 11 points, 4 rebounds. Now, I'll say that, you know, if you predict a trade, most likely you're going to be wrong. I will absolutely be flabbergasted if Schroeder is on this team Thursday night. I don't see how it happens. Now, a lot of you are big Schroeder believers. I am the opposite of that. Um, so if you want to hold him, hoping for a 30-minute-a-night roll, lol, I don't know where it's coming from, but maybe you believe in it. So just do it. You're a day and a half away. I just don't see it. And if he's not traded... Man, you can Jack Armstrong the absolute shit out of him. Get that garbage out of here! Tatum only played 27 minutes and had 19-5-4. and four. Let's talk about whatever the hell this was from the Nets. In fact, there's really not much to take out of it. Because Javon Carter played 31 minutes, so there's how you know that this means nothing. 21.7 triples. Cool. Um, David Duke was back. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Yeah, he does. 13 points in 28 minutes with four steals. That's great. Hadn't been playing. Kessler Edwards, that little experiment's over. Zero points in 15 minutes. He can't get any playing time at all. And they're running blokes like DeAndre Bembry. Uh, actually, you know what? Before I get any further, I know it's hard without Durant. It's hard without Harden and Irving. That's really tough. Aldridge is gone. That's fine. But when you run out a lineup of Mills and then put Bruce Brown, DeAndre Bembry, Kessler Edwards, and Blake Griffin next to him, you give yourself no chance. You might as well not turn up for the game. That is horrendous lineup decision-making. You've got a guy by the name of Cam Thomas who's a volume scorer who can shoot, who can create for himself. And you know what? You're missing three guys who are volume scorers and shooters who create for themselves. So why wouldn't you put Cam Thomas versus Brown who can't shoot, Bembry who can't shoot, Edwards who maybe can shoot but can't really, and Griffin whose shooting has fallen off a cliff. And you expect Paddy Mills to do it all. He was like a minus 50 in this game. I don't know if he was actually a minus 50. He was pretty bloody close. Um, minus 47. There you go. Bad, bad coaching. Bad coaching decisions from Steve Nash. Hands, hands were tied. That doesn't mean there weren't other options. And you could see it as soon as the night was announced. I just sat in my chair and went, you're fucking joking, yeah? Like, what is this lineup? What are you trying to achieve with this? And, predictably, they got cooked. It's not a surprise. But I'm not adding Javon Carter. I'm not adding David Duke. I'm looking at Jim Johnson. He made us proud. I'm going to play his songs. I need to take a breath. 
It's pretty good from Jin. 17, 3, and 5, a triple 173%. But he's so wildly up and down. I don't have any faith in it. I don't trust it in the slightest. You know, just a deeper league situation. This team is a disaster. They need to make a move. They almost definitely won't. Does the, does the vaccine mandate get lifted? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to make of where this team is heading. Actually, I know where they're heading. They're heading down at a real rapid rate. And it needs to be corrected because it is not looking um, particularly good at this point. But I'll tell you what is looking good, Bilt Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. There's no mandate that you have to eat Bilt Bar, but I'm going to institute one. Because why would you want to miss out on this? You love protein bars for their you know, functional purpose of helping build your muscle and nourish you. But why would you want to eat something that tastes like garbage? Why don't you get something that tastes like a candy bar without all the unnecessary fat and sugars and calories? Built Bar is 130 calories, but it's 17 grams of protein. What a combination that is. And the flavors are just too good to be true. Coconut, cookies and cream, raspberry, strawberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, new edition flavors all the time as well. So go to built.com and use the code LOCK15 and save yourself 15% off Built Bar, which is, of course, built different. Next game. Now they're ass kicking. Not a surprise. The Pacers are a half team at the moment. They're not real. And that's that's fine. 133-112. Sabonis is gone. Obviously, Halliburton and Heald haven't arrived yet. And Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner are out. Nothing here clarifies anything about what this team is moving forward. Because for us to make pronouncements on the value of players, I need to know whether Brogdon plays. I need to know whether Turner plays. And at this point, I've got no idea. They are sneakily listing Brogdon as questionable, then ruling him out. I don't know if he's going to play. I think Turner will come back. And that's going to really put a shadow on a lot of these other guys. Because in this game, we saw it again. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the da. Not the da. Strong game from Gogo Badadze. 14 points, two threes, two steals, and three blocks. And while, while Turner is out, while Isaiah Jackson is out, Goga has value. And at every opportunity this season, Goga has played over Isaiah Jackson. At every opportunity. Will that be the case moving forward? I've got no idea. But have you heard of Rick Carlisle, notorious lover of rookies? Will he prioritize Jackson over Goga? I don't know. And I think Turner will come back. And that means both Goga and Jackson are probably going to lose value. Will they play Jackson and Turner together? My thing with that is, is that while it makes sense based on the fantasy positioning of Isaiah Jackson, do they really want to go away from two centers just to try two centers together again? I don't know, and I don't think so. It wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. So while I could add Goga for now, literally next game, they might play 24 apiece if Jackson plays. And then in five games time, Turner might come back and they both might be useless. It's a really tough one. As for Brogdon, like, yeah, Lance Stevenson had 24, 9, and 8 in 34 minutes. Sick, awesome. But Halliburton, Heald, and maybe Brogdon have to come back into this rotation. And that's not going to allow that. Another, this is a great sell high for Chris Duarte. 35 minutes, 25, 2, and 4. Knowing Halliburton, Heald, and maybe Brogdon are coming back. Doubtful Brogdon. But who knows? Maybe sell high. We even got 29 minutes of O'Shea Brissett. They had eight players today, though. Remember that fact. 15 and 6 for two steals. The Red Rooster had 7 and 10. Do not hold Terry Taylor. I don't see why. Kiefer Sykes had 10 in 31, and Dwayne Washington had 10 in 28, and they both lose a ton of value with the acquisition of Halliburton. But we don't really know, because we don't... Brogdon and Turner, we just don't know if they're going to play. Again, I expect Turner. I don't expect Brogdon to last the season. I don't expect TJ Warren to play, and I don't expect TJ McConnell to, to play, but they all could. 
Imagine if they all came back. And then any of these ads of Goga or, or Jackson or bloody um, Duarte, they all, they all mean nothing if those guys return. And that, that's the problem here is that what we can look at it in, and people have just latched onto Isaiah Jackson based on one game, literally one game, and gone, well, he's the, he's, he's the future. They're just going to give him everything. He's played one game that's been good. He started one game. And I'm not, this is not precluding him from being good, but people have just l- l- latched on. You know, this is a guarantee. This is what's happening. And I don't think we should be that certain with it. Again, I would probably prioritize him over Goga for the long-term option here. But I, I don't feel confident about it at all. I am nowhere near locked in on that. Nowhere near it. Because again, I think if Turner's back, he's limited and barely and barely cracks 25, doesn't crack 25. It'd be very interesting to see what they do. For the Hawks, um, Clint Capella panic watch. We're here. 21 minutes. 12 boards is nice. Three steals is nice. 21 minutes is not. The blowout was, a, was an issue. I, I will hold, but Jesus Christ, it's getting rough. Johnny Collins only played 21 minutes. He had 20 points, though. And Okongwu fouled out in 17. He had 14 with a steal and a block. Perfect from the field. He's more 14-team league than anything. Um, Trey had 34 with 11 assists and 6 triples, and that's nice. While Fanta Pants played 31. Kevin Herter, that is 12-4-4. and four. I do not believe that Kevin Herter is a must-roster 12-team league player. And if I had to drop Kevin Herter to take a flyer on Alperen Sengun or Isaiah Jackson or one of these other names that comes up, I'd have no hesitation in doing it. In fact, I'd also consider for Bogdan Bogdanovich. There's just too much ups and downs in these rotation guys on the wing. Bogdan's last two games have been bad. He had 13 in 21 minutes here, but it's still just 21 minutes. And if there's a night where Herter's getting hot, does he sit? Williams is getting hot. Gallinari is getting hot. How do they run it? As for DeAndre Hunter, you you cannot justify it to me that he is a 12-team league guy. You you just can't. 25 minutes, 8 points, 29% shooting. That makes him the 286th ranked player over the last two weeks, bringing his season number to 241st while still playing 29 minutes a game. Now, undoubtedly, I think he's better than that. But actually, do I? A little bit. Again, a guy that is horrendously overrated because he did it for 10 games at the start of last season. Maybe 10's being unfair. I think he's horrendously overrated. But yeah, that was that game. Oh, another blowout. Sick. The Memphis Grizzlies beat the Clippers 135-109. And you know what? I look at this game and this desk is starting to lift and my hands are up in the air. Except I don't trust it at all. Isaiah Hartenstein. 28 minutes, 19, 7, and 4, one steal, two blocks. I have banged on and banged on about how I think this guy's good, but I do not trust the minutes. And here we go after I've said, well, finally, they've made him the third string center so that Serge Bloody Abarca can play. And now they go, nah, screw that shit. He's playing over um, Zubats and, and going to play well. I don't know what to make of it. Is he worth that? Because if he plays 25 minutes a night, that is a top 100 ad. That'll give you more value than an Isaiah Jackson, almost for sure. But I don't, I don't trust it. How can you with what's happened all season? You can't. Storm and Norman Powell started over Amir Coffee. Amir Coffee, thank you for your service. But Jack. Get that garbage out of here! I don't know we jacked all these guys off, Giggity, in the last one, but Jack's gotta go. Amir Coffee's gotta go. Marcus Morris got ejected. Wouldn't you know he was being a dirty prick? Oh, what a shock. What a, what I should have led with that actually. In a complete stunner to everyone, Marcus Morris hit someone in midair. Uh three points in twenty two. Is he good enough to be must roster? Nope. Is Nick Batum? No. Is Luke Kennard, who played 15 minutes? Absolutely not. Bye. Is Terrence Mann, who had 14, 6, and 7? That's a really good line. But then he'll have 7, 3, and 2 next game and, and be worth nothing. Even Powell played 23 minutes, had 16 points. 
He had a steal and two blocks. Good numbers. We played 23 minutes. And my big thing with Powell after that trade was he was playing 38 minutes. And he would not be able to do that for the Clippers. And while usage has spiked for him, he's had two really big usage games. 28 here. With a good true shooting again. That doesn't feel realistic to, to continue. Still got to hold Norman Powell. But these two early explosions, they're maybe not real. Covington played 29. It did help that Morris was out. 14 and 6 are still in two blocks. We're just holding him for now. But I reckon there's going to be so much mess with this. Hey, Zubats, don't worry. I wouldn't be bothered holding him. But the Grizzlies, yeah, I think they're, they're actually really good. And I think Jaron Jackson is bloody good. 26 minutes, 26 and 11, a triple one. 9 of 9 from the line. He is now the 27th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 51st first for the season. He is um, rolling alongside Ja Morant, which was a struggle earlier in the season. And it's bloody great to see. And with him rolling at center, that meant we got 24 Brandon Clark power forward minutes. 18, 7, and 4 with three blocks. That is a Brandon Clark special. I don't know where he sits. He sort of, he was playing, he played under 20 minutes the last two games. And now I blew up here because Steven Adams played 20 minutes. I think it's going to be a bit of a tussle between him and Adams as to how the minutes go. He's fine for 12s, but he's also fringe. Same with Adams. Fringe 12-teamer. Um, Des Bain, 26 minutes. Five points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, 22% shooting for the second consecutive game. Richie, what should we do? Two for two, two, two. Um, yeah, look, it's, it hasn't been good. Again, I will continually worry about how the shots look when Dil Dylan Brooks returns, but that's a long way off. Don't do a panic, though. Don't trade him away. Could you buy low? Maybe, but I'm not sure. There is an irrational love affair. with. De I thought I was one of the biggest Desmond Bain fans out there, but when I try and throw facts and logic into my assessment of him or you know, try and just keep things under control, like... I'm made to feel like I hate the bloke. Oh, I love him. I think he's great. But I do worry about how his value sits when the team is healthy. Um, Morant, 30 and 7, 5 assists, really good. Bad from the line, but really good otherwise. And D'Anthony Melton played 28. That's awesome, man. Four assists, three steals, and two blocks. Do I trust it? Yeah, of course I don't. Why would I do that? Why would I trust D'Anthony Melton, who I think is a really impact, impactful player, to play impactful minutes? when I can always give those minutes to John Conchar and Zaya Williams. Yeah, you, you got to get your priorities in, in check. But again, the Grizzlies are going well. So who the bloody hell am I to criticize what they're doing? I'm an absolute nobody in that sort of sense. Um, the next game. No, I knew this show would be spicy. The Rockets. They got smacked by the Pelicans. 110-97. Cool. Let's look at the Houston side of things. There was no Eric Gordon, who's now dealing with allegedly plantar fasciitis. That is... Hmm. There's two ways to look at that. It's really bad, and it could end his season, and that means he doesn't get traded. Or it's an excuse that if he doesn't get traded, that they don't have to play him again this year. I don't know which one it is. I wouldn't be bothered holding on to Eric Gordon, pretty clearly, in a, in a 12 or 14 team league. I would be adding uh, the delicate dancer, Alperen Shingun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Sorry, kids. You might as well just tune out now, like... You might as well just say, yeah, that's it. But like, you know, Josh fucking loves this bloke. Fucking doesn't know what he's talking about, mate. Fucking, what are you talking about? Oh, you bloody overrate this bloke all the time. Turkish league, shit else. He's bloody trash. Ah, mate, maybe in a few years, he's not going to impact redraft leagues. Um, I mean, cool. Have that opinion. That's no worries. He had 11 and 9 with two blocks in 28 minutes. He is, what, 177th over the last two weeks. It's not, it's not awesome. 
And again, I think because I say, look, grab him. Let's see where this goes. The opportunities there. People think Josh thinks he's going to like um, be the best player in the world this season. And I am just nowhere near that. And I have for weeks and weeks and weeks said that you were foolish to hold him through the December, January period. There was no point in that. But now you add him and now we see where it goes. The minutes have opened up. The production's opened up. And I think it's a really strong move. I think you can look at Gary Bird as maybe an option as well. Although he shot 17%. He had 11 and 6 in 29 minutes. I think his role is more in danger of losing out, depending on what happens with Gordon, than it is Shingun. So I think he's more of a 14-teamer. Jalen Green continues to struggle. I'm absolutely not ruling out the fact that in March, Jalen Green may get hot and average 20 again. That's totally possible. I don't want to hold through it and wait for it. We've been waiting all this time. He's not even a top 200 player. I'll see you later. 12 points, 4 assists, 42%. I think with the way that Shingun's playing now, it's hurting KJ Martin, who had 4 points on 22%. While Jay Sean Tate had nine and nine. And Cousin Kev. Yeah, big game from Kev. He had seven triples. That's huge. 27 points, five assists, and a steal. 67 from the line is not ideal, but that's fine. It's only low volume. And 56 from the field. Really, really strong game from Cousin Kev. He should be on a roster in every league. For the Pelicans, we don't know because CJ McCollum's not here yet. So we don't know what's going to happen. And as I detailed on the trade show earlier today, I think their best lineup is starting CJ at the one and moving Devontae Graham to the bench. Whether they do that or not, I have no idea. Jackson Hayes started. He played a lot of minutes, 36 of them. The production was like, fine. If he averaged 14, 7, and 3 with a steal on a block, you would have him on every 12-team roster. But it didn't blow us away. And now we've got to add 35 minutes for CJ McCollum. Maybe at some point a return of Larry Nance. And we've got to try and figure out where Hayes fits. I would have him, and I would hold him, and I would see where it goes. As for Graham... I was going to say it's been great, but it actually hasn't. So see you later. Get that garbage out of here! Nine points and eight assists. Trey Murphy, watch him in deeper leagues. I reckon there's a role coming. Herb Jones, please hold him. I know that I have been down on him at times earlier in the season. I do not see the arrival of Larry Nance and the arrival of um, CJ McCollum, meaning that Jones is going to move to a 25-minute-a-night bench role. I don't think that's the case. I, I think that Jones is probably as an impactful a player as Larry Nance is already. And I think his 30-minute night role feels fairly secure until, or if, Zion returns. Of course, which will kill Jones and Hayes and Nance. Hold on to Herbie. Only 24 for Valanciunas in this game. Fouled out again. So bear that in mind when you're viewing what he did. Jonas Vassal Inuansas. Still had 13 and 8. And he'll probably lose a little bit of usage with CJ arriving. Maybe gain some rebounds with Hart going. Just... If you've got him, you hold him. I wouldn't acquire him. There's still unknowns. When trades happen and players arrive on teams, there's still unknowns. We don't know how things are going to pan out. And sometimes they pan out in ways that we just don't expect at all. That's just the nature of the game, isn't it? The next one. The um, Detroit Pistons got their asses kicked by the Mavericks, 116.86. The flaming Galar Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Oh, yeah. The flaming galah. 14 and 15 in 29 minutes. I still don't think he's a particularly good player. I still don't think that he's a franchise starting center, but I am recognizing that he's playing better. And more importantly, his minutes are up. And now he's grabbing double-digit rebounds. And that has 12-team value. Now, why your mate Dwayne Casey decided not to do this for the first 40 games of this season, I'll never, I'll never understand. But he's playing well. Hamadou Diallo, nice game. 18 and 5. I don't think it means anything because Cade was out. Trey Lyles and Kelly Lina continue to just wreck each other's value. 
12 and 6 for Lyles, 7, 3 and 4 for Linux. If you've held now, just hold to the deadline. I'm losing all hope that value spikes, but I get it. Well, Jeremy Grant, who continues to be, maybe I'm unfair on him. He just annoys me so much. Why is he so bad? Like, dude, you should take five shots a game. Not 16 of them for 15 points, shooting 31%, including 57% from the line. You're not as good as you think you are. You're not as good as apparently Dwayne Casey thinks you are. It's hard to do it on a bad team, but you're not the guy to do it. He was dreadful, yet somehow better than Sadiq Bay, who had three points on 9% shooting. Nine. Zero nine. He had six assists, and that's a couple of games where his assists have spiked, but that is that is just a horrific night. Killian Hayes was also really bad in this game, I thought. Six points in 21 minutes, while Corey Joseph continues to thieve minutes in his 27 minutes as a starter. Just a disgusting performance overall from the Pistons. For the Mavericks, they didn't have to try too much, did they? Doncic, 33-7-11, one steal, two blocks. Sick. Jalen Brunson, 21-1-4. Great. Trey Burke in 21 minutes. Four triples, 18 points. Cool. I'm buying into that exactly 0%. Occasionally, you have these pop-off games, and it doesn't mean much moving forward. They kept Maxi Kleber on the bench despite returning. 18 minutes, 5 points. That's very hard to hold on to, isn't it? Because they kept Bullock starting. Now, Bullock wasn't awesome, 12 points with 4 threes, but solid enough to keep holding. While Dwight Powell is not a 12-team league guy, 10-7 and 7 in his 20 minutes, despite a little bit of a spike in production the last couple without Kleber and Porzingis. But again, that's without Kleber and Porzingis. And Kleber's back. So Powell's minutes dropped way, way off. Let us go to the next game. Oh, it's time to get spicy. The Nuggets win 132-115. The Knicks were down 17 points with about a minute left. RJ Barrett was still in the game after playing 43 minutes uh, yesterday on a back-to-back at elevation, playing in elevation here. And when you know it, he got hurt. And I think he's going to be all right. He said he's fine. But this is why Tom Thibodeau, and why I told you at the time, when he was coaching Minnesota, and where I told you when he was hired by New York, that he shouldn't coach in the NBA. I just don't think he's a good coach. One year, they're burnt out of his bullshit already. There is zero reason for this, Tom. Back in the old days, they played so many minutes. Not like these soft pricks now. They can't stay out there. Bloody useless. So soft, mate. Participation trophies. Bullshit. He could get injured at any other point. Yeah, he could. But you know what's not necessary? Him to be out there when they've played 50 minutes yesterday and they're 17 points down and the other teams put pulled their starters. And Thibodeau's rationale was, oh yeah, we'd sat him already, so we thought putting him back in to make a run where 13 down was worth it. My guy. He's probably going to be fine, Barrett. But it's just another reason why Tom Thibodeau should not coach in the NBA. Add it to the million other issues. He shouldn't be an NBA coach. As much as I shit on Nick Nurse for minutes, I think that stuff is irresponsible as well. He doesn't do stuff like this where the game is out of hand because he's not getting blown out like Thibs is. He's just keeping guys in. Barrett had 18 points on 37%. It's one of those ones where you go, ah, yeah, that's why he's not a 12-team must-roster guy because the percentages and the lack of peripherals outside of scoring really hurt you. Shout-out to Julius Randle, who's been dreadful all season, but... Again, shout out to him because he was good. Twenty-eight and ten, six assists, three steals, and three threes. Fifty-seven fantasy points. He's coming good. Let's hope it sticks. While Fournier also is playing well, and I don't mind him as a twelve-team guy for now. Twenty-one and seven, four threes, and three steals. There was no Mitchie Robinson. There was no Nerlens Noel. So Taj Gibson threw threw it down. Twenty-seven minutes, twelve and four with two threes. Alec Burks had fourteen in twenty-six. The absolute 
uselessness of starting Kemba Walker continued to be the case. Two points in 22 minutes. He did have eight assists. You do not need to roster Kemba Walker um, and Thibodeau and his ridiculous stubbornness with lineups continues to be a problem. He played Emmanuel quickly, 18 minutes. Cam Reddish actually got 14 with Robinson and Noel and Grimes out. But maybe I'm on Thibs' side for this one. Reddish isn't good. And yeah, he's, he's not good. <laughs> Simple as that. You don't need to be holding Cam Reddish. For the Nuggets, Barton Will Barton, 20 and 7, four, four threes and five assists. Aaron Gordon, 19 and 4. Big numbers. Big Chungus. Nikola Jokic. I love playing the song. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus. Big, big. 21 and 11 with seven assists. Not his best night, but still pretty bloody good. 39 fantasy points. The big stiffy. Bones Highland. 22 points, four threes. Six rebounds and three assists. Yes, this was a blowout, but I like it. I'm watching intently and I'm adding him in 16 teams. Jeff Green. What's, what's the point? My name is Jeff. Six points in 18 minutes. Just throw Zeke in there, man. 11 and seven for Najee in 24 minutes. Watch Zeke Najee. Jamichael Green also had a really good game. 20 points on seven shots. That's sick. It's just unreliable at all. You can't do that. And Monty Morris had five points in his 28 minutes. He also had six assists and shot 33%. He hit one three and grabbed one rebound for a totally adequate line. Thank you, Monty Morris, for your time and for your contributions. Let's go on to the next game. And these last three, blowouts. Talk about them uh, as we go through. First one, the Magic. On the road, kill the Blazers. That's how you know you're in trouble. 113-95, Orlando wins. Yes, Portland shorthanded. We know that. Cole Anthony, great return to form. 23-7-9, two steals and a block, good shooting. Which is why we wanted to hold on. Franz Wagner, 13-9-7, solid outside of poor shooting. Mo Bumber, only 19 minutes, but 13-9 with two steals. The minutes are a concern, but the production's fine. Let's just keep holding. Wendell Carter, 18-8-5, three blocks and two threes. Really good numbers for Carter. He's been great. The bad news, Jalen Suggs lasted seven minutes before going off with a sore Achilles. I don't know what this means. He hasn't had an Achilles issue all season. I will hold, but I will worry. Never want to hear that. A young guy on a tanking team who has already held out two players well below, well, well longer than their projected return timetables. Um, you worry about what that means for Suggs. Hold for now. Don't add Gary Harris because of it. Who is fine here? 15, 2, and 4 with 5 threes. I just don't think it's worth the add. While Akiki had 18 and 5 with those low bumper minutes. And that's solid from Trimmer. Didn't get the defensive stats, but he does have an okay back-end 12-team league spot. If he was on the wire, I wouldn't add Akiki in in anticipation of the deadline, but he's someone to watch now. For the Blazers, of course, they don't have the services of Josh Hart or Nikhil Alexander-Walker yet, so they were a mishmash team. I think, amazingly, in the year of Beyonce 2022, that Justice Winslow is an ad. Two for two, two, two. I went early on that, but he had two steals, two blocks, and two threes. He had 12 and six with three assists in 33 minutes. And the question I pose you is, if not Justice Winslow, who the hell is their starting power forward? It's not Larry Nance. It's not Rob Covington. They're both gone. It's it's him. I think you got to add him. CJ Allaby started at small forward. I think that'll be replaced by Josh Hart, most likely, but deeper league, keep an eye. 11 and nine with two steals. Nurk had 14 and 12 with two blocks. Good game apart from the bad shooting. And Simons had 19, 5 and 5. He's going to have a lot of poor shooting nights, I think, Simons, but his numbers will be pretty strong. 
Macklemore, I wouldn't think that he is going to be a 12-team league option. Alexander Walker and Hart will lead into that. 13 points, three threes in 32 minutes. While my man Trendon Watford didn't do much. Only a deeper league guy. Eight points in 20 there. And Greggy Brown, Brownie. 31% shooting only, but 15 and 8 in 19 minutes. Keep an eye on Brownie in 19, in 19, in deeper leagues. Justice Winslow, looks like he could be the winner there. I don't know what's going on with Eric Bledsoe. Chauncey Billups is like, oh, maybe he plays tomorrow. I honestly don't think he plays more than a game for Portland. They are currently trying to trade him. They might negotiate a buyout. They might negotiate a fake Achilles injury. I do not think that he plays any sort of meaningful minutes. There are people uh, contemplating that he starts for this team. And I couldn't have laughed harder. I don't think there's any way that that happens. And I don't think he plays. So I wouldn't be adding Bledsoe under that anticipation that he's going to have this huge role in Portland despite their absences. I just don't think that that is anywhere close to being the likely scenario. Right, let's go to the next game. Another blowout. The Wolves on the road beat the undermanned Kings 134-114. For the good side of things, Jalen Noel out of the rotation now, interestingly. He still played 12 minutes because it was a blowout. But Jordan McLaughlin, 19 minutes, 11-5-11 with a triple one. He was perfect from the field, 5-5. Five five. The assists are great. Yeah, I don't buy this line as a total thing. But he's in the rotation now, McLaughlin, and becomes an option for streaming. Townsie had 25-9. and nine. Malik Beasley went off, 21 points, all from three, seven triples. Nothing else. So red-hot stuff that has no reliability. So don't buy into it. Same with Torian Prince getting four steals, but Prince played 19 minutes, and it has been playing well. I just don't buy this as a long-term thing. Beverly had nine points, five assists, two blocks. Didn't shoot well, but that's still okay. Well, Vanderbilt had nine and 11 in 21 minutes with a block. Do not drop Beverly or Vanderbilt based on this game. D'Angelo Russell, 14, one and seven, not his best either. Well, I think, um, I think we've got to be a little worried about Anthony Edwards. Actually, that's probably not the right phrasing. A little worried is not right. Annoyed, frustrated, sure. He had five points on 17%. It's a massive buy low opportunity. I don't think he's going to continue. Maybe he, maybe there is some fatigue setting in here. Um, it's not good at the moment, but I think there is a nice, a nice little buy low window opening up for him. For the Kings, of course, Sabonis hasn't joined the team yet. We know that. Nor has Holiday or Lamb. But miraculously, out of thin air, De'Aaron Fox's ankle was healed. Uh, just the blessings that rain down in this franchise are amazing. Not amazing, they're amazing. That's the word, amazing. It starts with an A. Just amazing stuff that he's able to come in and have no restriction and play. And be absolutely fantastically wrapped that he's running the show and he's in charge and he's getting all the shots now. Cool, he lost by 20. 29, 7, and 6 for Fox with four triples, 50% shooting. So some good numbers. Maybe he can actually recoup some of the value that we burnt by drafting him high this year over the uh, end of the season. But the problem is that some of the guys playing with him didn't particularly do so, do so well. Barnsley was all right, 21 and 6. Davion Mitchell was not. I have made no secret of the fact that I did not like Davion Mitchell as a draft prospect, and I thought Sacramento was stupid for drafting him there. All right, made no have not hid that at all. And I think he's going to continue to start here rest of season. 30 minutes. But what he is, is a non-premium, low upside, poor shooting, small guard. And I don't know how it fits with Fox. And early returns here would say terribly. That's one game. It is not a sample size to be read into. But eight points on 27% with four assists. If you picked him up for 12-team leagues, you should hold. But 
it is very possible that his bad shooting from the field and from the line and lower usage and poor fit with Fox leads him to not bring back 12-team value. That is distinctly possible. Even with all my projections at the moment, playing 34 minutes a night, I've got him projected to be the 150th ranked player, which is not particularly good. I would still add him because the opportunity is there. But the game does not suit all that well. Rashawn Holmes out. Personal reasons, as we said. So Damian Jones started 18-6 and six with two blocks. And mate, if he's going to get these opportunities, which he obviously won't because Savonis will play, then he has value. Just watch it if the injuries push him into a lineup at all. And Mo Harkless got injured after 10 minutes with a sprained ankle. My man, Chemezi Metu, 34 minutes, 14 and 8. Keep your eyes on Metu. Can he play with Sabonis? Maybe. If their Barnes trades go down and Harkless is out, Bagley, he's gone. I'm not ruling out the fact that Metu, Metu might end up a 12-teamer. Might. Wouldn't have confidence in it, but I'm not ruling it out. I think he fits all right next to Sabonis. And again, Barnes, Harkless, they could be gone. Bagley, they could all be gone. So there is potential for an opportunity for Metu. Not a high-priority guy at all, just a guy to wait and see what happens on deadline day, and then maybe we add, and then maybe we get interested. But probably not. Most likely not. All right, let's go to the last game of the night. The Milwaukee Bucks get the win over the Lakers, 131-116. Big win for the Bucks. Giannis was bloody, bloody great. Giannis, 44-14-8. A steal, two blocks. 62 from the line is not ideal. Everything else is brilliant. Drew Holiday was pretty good, 15-7-10. And Chris Middleton had 21-5-4. And and Punch Bob, 23-7 with five threes. They just killed him. Grayson Allen had 12 points in 27 minutes. It's very fringy. It's like 14-team league. And I don't really see it as a 12-team. Paddy Connaughton, eight points in 24. And the Big Ragu had eight in 20 minutes. Surely no one's still holding DiVincenzo in 12-team leagues. But just a comfortable victory for the Bucks. For the Lakers. Russell Westbrook benched again. 26 minutes, 10, 10, and 5. Shot 27 from the field and 57 from the line. He has never played worse in his career. His lack of basketball IQ or lack of self-acceptance of his lack of basketball awareness or whatever this is, is killing his career. It's killing the end of his career. And it was crazy to me, but it's, do they just send him to Houston and say, see you later? And then Houston says, we don't want you to play. And that's the, it for him. I would have said it's a 0% chance. Now, it's like a 10% chance. I wouldn't add and stash John Wall because of it. I'm not against it though. I, I honestly, he is so bad at the moment. It's laughable how bad Russell Westbrook is. I thought, I thought he was bad. I thought he had struggles and I thought his fit would be weird. Not like this though. No way. Could anyone have thought this? I don't think. Davis had 22-9-4, a steal, three blocks. That's great. LeBron, 27-5-8, pretty good. Malik Monk, 32 minutes, 20 points. Must roster player, three threes, five assists, two steals. Even Horton Tucker got in the mix with three assists, two steals, and two blocks, but he's not a 12-teamer. Starting Trevor Ariza in 2022 should be a war crime. Um, they lost. That's what you get for starting Trevor Ariza. Over Stanley Johnson, over Austin Reeves. This roster is just, an, it's just embarrassing. 16 Avery Bradley minutes at a scoreless. He should never play. He shouldn't play. I know there's a lot of injuries. I know. Actually, no, no, you know what? There's not. Kendrick Nunn, he's not good. Carmelo Anthony, all right, he can score a little bit. That's it. It's your injuries. It's a badly constructed roster, badly managed team, poorly coached team at times. And they're in real strife. They're probably going to make the play-in, but 
The problem is that they're handcuffed. Their moves they can make, they can barely do anything. Um, it's a real struggle for them. Let's look at the lines of the night before we get out of here. Monstrous is Giannis. Your waiver wire is Hartenstein. Wish it would come true. Young gun is Cole Anthony and your dud is Anthony Edwards. He said there was a little bit of a sore issue with his knee, but I don't think he's going to have any time off. Top 10 players in nine cat leagues for today. Giannis is at one, obviously. Then Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Cole Anthony, Jaron Jackson, Wendell Carter, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein, and Drew Holiday. Your top 10 players and under 50% of leagues. Hartenstein, maybe. We, we wish. I don't trust it though. McLaughlin, good game, not real. Brandon Clark, sure. Damian Jones, no. Lance Stevenson, no. Jermichael Green, no. JaVale McGee, always a good streamer. The big stiffy, fingers crossed. I don't think so, but fingers crossed. Javon Carter, no. And Justice Winslow, probably yes. Probably yes. Your top 10 players in points leagues today. Giannis was at number one. Then Doncic, Embiid, Randall, Cole Anthony, Davis, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Jaron Jackson, and amazingly, Lance Stevenson. That'll do it for us today, guys. I'm out of breath. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.